live to tape. Millennials season three, episode thirty-four. I'm Andrew. I'm Elisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. All right, got everybody here this week. Laura and I actually kind of had our own little mini episode. We did. Yes. Yesterday. How did oh it my go? God. So cute. We're we're calling it Landy. It's a new Patreon benefit over at Patreon.com/slash/Millennial. It's about a half-hour video show. It was fun. Laura got dolled up. I didn't. I showed my butt. That's because Laura you're didn't. naturally dolled up, Andrew. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Andrew, did you say you showed your butt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, was it your bare ass? No, no, I'm kidding. I didn't see Okay, like I was going to be really insulted that I didn't see that before everybody else. <laughs> live reveal. Fucking mad. <laughs> I mean, I have pictures. I oh, bet you oh, do. God. He probably does. God damn it. Well, I've got news of you, too. So yes, yeah, so does everybody. Com- That's not news to com- anyone. <laughs> Play at this game. <laughs> anyway, that's over on Patreon. We're actually streaming this live uh, right now. Welcome to everybody who's listening over on Patreon. New benefit we've got going for everybody. Uh, we'll inject some of their feedback on the show. Matt, it was your birthday a few days ago. How was it? Uh, it was... Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not gonna say anything bad or any bad puns. It was great. Um, what, what, what date is your birthday? Uh, it is the day of our father, Matthew. It is uh, <laughs> September 11th. Oh, every year, it is my birthday. <laughs> it's the same every year. Yeah, it's so funny. It's tragic. So, it, I don't know. Yeah, people, scientists can't explain you it as her favorite national tragedy. I think that's it's, really beautiful. You are. It is. You are my favorite. I tell people tragedy. that. N- no one ever laughs when I tell them this, though. That you're better than 9/11. Somebody thinks you're better than. 9/11. No, that Elisa calls me her her, her uh, America's favorite national tragedy. Wow. And yeah. they just don't have a sense of humor. I I I, I consider it a very proud moment. In my life, it was it was also Hurricane Irma cleanup day down in Florida and, and Georgia. So it it fell on a really bad day this year, your birthday. But what did you do to yeah. celebrate anything? I actually I did a uh, I went to a an escape room, <gasps> and it was fucking amazing. I'm so in love with these these this craze. It's like popping up everywhere in Los Angeles. Um, I went to a Leonardo da Vinci themed one where you play like one of his apprentices trying to unveil like some hidden invention or something that he had. And just the production value was so great. And, you know, the, um, the puzzles and shit, the thing that was really interesting, this is my second one that I've done, but this particular one, they split my group up into two. And then we went into different rooms and we were on two, two rooms that were, uh, separated by a locked door and we had to solve the clues to get to each other. That's cool. Yeah. I've never done an escape room. My anxiety, I don't think can handle that. And <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem that fun to me, but I do know they're popular. Next time yeah, we're all no, together, we're going to do one. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. I fully recommend going to one. 
You should just when try it. We were all it. together last fall. We spoke about doing that, and then like something happened. We couldn't. We 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 waited to the last moment to try to book one, and then they were just all booked. But I was secretly relieved we didn't <laughs> do it because that why the time? Because well, do they take your phones? See, I would, yeah, they do. Oh, I would hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they do. But you know what? They did give me. Uh, they gave us cloaks to wear, so it's it's an even trade. Katie, who's listening live, says she loves escape rooms. She did one that was stock exchange themed. Hmm. That really? Do you okay. wear headsets and walk around with iPads? Sell, sell, sell. And Anna, by the way, says it's she shares shares the same birthday as you, Matt. Yay! I'm so, so sorry. Happy belated birthday to you, Anna. Yeah. Fun fact: um, This year was the 16th anniversary, and I was 16 when it happened. Oh, that's oh wow. Okay, so that means I'm old. You've been Dude, you along. Could, you don't have to do the math. That's fine. You you've been alive for as long as. Wait, no. You've. Oh, what am I trying to do? You've here? been alive twice as long yes. as the amount of time it's been since 9/11. Is I think what Andrew's yes. trying to say. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. I guess that's where I was going. I wonder what that means. <laughs> what we can start mean? up the Twilight Zone music now. <laughs> oh, I just did 16 times two, and I can't believe you're that old. But anyway, we'll move on. Um, Laura, did you enjoy Elisa and my, I mean, impersonations of you last week? So. <laughs> so that's another one we missed out on. So. Yeah, you um, did. Um, so I have to say. I was mad at first. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. But then it was only, it was fleeting. It was just a minute or so. I was like, these motherfuckers, you think they know me, sons of bitches. But then I listened to it again, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I can't. I mean, obviously, it's an I can't. exaggeration. Right, right. I can't. Can, um, can I get a taste since I did not hear this and I was not there? Could I just get a little taste of it? I think you guys can do it. Yeah. Go on. You you yeah. were so fucking brave last week. Why don't you just uh, yeah. do it now? This, you can just listen to the tape yourself. I have stage if fright. If you want. I mean, I could, <laughs> but this is so much more fun. You I feel yourself? like it has to be done in person. So if you go to patreon.com slash millennial, you can hear it for yourself. Fuck you. <laughs> but I have to say, right. I made uh, I made my boyfriend Mark listen to it, and he laughed his ass off. Oh, he <laughs> probably because it was so accurate. So there were points where you were saying certain things that I say, like, you know, thank you so much, you know, stuff like that, <laughs> and he would just burst out laughing and be like, "Yep, that's that's right, that's right on the money." Yeah. Um, I will say, Elisa, I was shocked at your lack of nuance. What? When uh, covering Bernie Sanders as me. What? I don't think that all Bernie Sanders supporters are sexist. I don't even think that most of them are sexist. Did I say that? You did. Oh, I don't remember There's that. It's just a back basket of them who are. Mm-hmm. Fake news. Fake news. So, uh, actually, just got a lot of Patreon action happening here right at the top of the show. We are going to do Surprise Bitch. And this week, it's going to work. All right, we're going to call Gabby. Patrons, you get to see what we go through. 
the no one's answering edition. You mean like every edition? Bringing the show to a screeching halt. Hey, you've reached Gabrielle. If you need something, just leave a message or send me a text. Thanks. Have a good one. Or send you a dick. What? What? Gabby. Hey, Gabby. Gabby, we said said this episode was going to be live to tape. What are you doing? And where can we send these dicks? I'm not sending you my dick. Okay. Why not? I grew this myself. It took 30 years. It's not happening. Also, you were recording your voicemail greeting outside on a windy day. You should re-record that. There's too much wind. Thank you. Have Whoa. a nice day. It's fine. All right. We'll try one more and then move on. Yeah? Yeah. Lisa, you're th- yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, why not? Listen, I, I'm not bothered by trying people. I'm annoyed. When you are finished recording, please say <laughs> well, that's how press one like for more options. Bitch. <laughs> a whole lot of nothing. Wait. What? Are we you really like are we giving yeah. Alright, alright. I mean <laughs> I have to edit this. <laughs> Fuck you, Elisa. I'm sorry, but like it's like <laughs> It's important. No, we have to do this, guys. We skip it so much. We can't keep doing Yeah, this is why. Think of the children. <laughs> Alright, we're calling Kristen. Kristen. Hello? Kristen! <gasps> Surprise, bitch! It's millennial! Surprise, bitch! Oh my god, are you serious? No, no just kidding. <laughs> JK. How's it going? Where are, you, where are you at in the country? I'm in San Diego! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited you guys called me! Okay. Yay! What are you up to today? You're, you're, you're on speakerphone with my husband, Joel, in the car. We're driving home from work. Hi, Joel. Hi, Hi, Joel. What's up? I'm probably one of your older listeners. I've been listening to you since MuggleCast. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Well, we just found out that Matt's 32, so I doubt you're that old. I'm 35. Oh. 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 Andrew. (laughs) How how dare you be older than me? That's... Wait, so so do you and Joel work together? So who's there besides for you? Thank you. Sorry, Wait, what? What? Oh, I can only hear you, Andrew. Oh, really? Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. See, oh, this is the first my time. God. Hold on. Let me see if I could fix this. <sighs> okay. This is this is the first time we're doing. Andrew's gonna this have setup. to be like the host whisperer. Yeah, because you're doing it live, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was wondering why she wasn't like engaging any of our questions because, like, I was saying a lot of funny things. <laughs> no, you weren't. Not really. Not really. No. <laughs> Um. Oh shit. Well, I don't think I'm gonna be. I don't think I'm gonna be able to fix this on the on the spot. I could have sworn it was working before I did this, though. Um, Andrew, you would make a great doctor. Other time, if you'd like. Well, we can. Do you have a question for me today? Um. Okay. Well, I mean, (laughs) we'll just call you back another time. (laughs) But like, it's gonna be weird because I'm gonna be relaying things. It's not gonna make sense, right? Posts? Tell her God. though that we promise. I like. <laughs> this is so weird. And please, please tell <laughs> tell her to tell her husband that we're a lot more professional than this. This should not be his first impression of us. Well, I look forward to listening to the rest of the show. Okay. All right. They were just, <laughs> they were just talking. We will. We will uh, call you back in the future. All right. I'm sorry about that. 
Oh, thank you very much. All right, no bye. problem. Bye, Joel. Bye, Kristen. Um, Boy, I just royally screwed she, that up. She, oh, yeah, we can't. I think it'd be funny if Andrew was forced to speak as us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we already know you can imitate me, so. That, that sounds terrible. Sorry, guys. When I did the test, I was calling myself, and everything mm-hmm. sounded fine. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what's happening. But if what I fi- if, if I figure it out, we'll return to this while we're recording. We'll return to it. Anyway, um, we are at the end of summer here. Unfortunately, I, I always get kind of bummed out. I don't really love fall as much as some people do with their PSLs, right, Laura? Hey. There are very few parts of my life that are super basic, and that's one of them that I'm not ashamed of. <laughs> um, that's the well, one, huh? Okay. <laughs> do, do we all feel like we, we took advantage of summer, or did we let another one pass by with no success? Uh, I, 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 did, did anybody do any summery stuff? I went to the beach. I got a tan. That's cool. Yeah, that's all I did. How far is the beach for you? But you only went once, right? Yeah. You and your boyfriend went on a vacation. It's like five hours. Wow, that's far. I mean, when you live in North Georgia, it's not that far. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I, I think this year has been like the least productive year I've had in a while. So, so yeah, the summer just kind of came and went. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I don't feel like summers are summers anymore, at least not for me. And I, you know, I, I, I get that, like, once you become an adult, you don't really have, like, the complete summer vacation experience that you used to when you're a kid. But I'm not even talking about that. My summers are dramatically different now than they were even five years ago, well after mm. I graduated from college. I just don't have, I just don't have it, like, in me anymore to, to, like plan big stuff huh. i don't have like i mean the money first of all but like mm-hmm. i just don't and why do you i don't have why it do you think me. that is elisa do you think it's some underlying problem or issue that you have yet to really address all right in your personal life well freud i'll say i this is actually embarrassing i was thinking about it earlier i think part of it has to do with the end of harry potter i know that's crazy but I really, I, so much of my summers used to depend on like conferences and going to like events and shit with you guys and mm-hmm. planning tours and whatever else. It's just not yeah, happening it, anymore. It's been pretty lean. And also movies too. Movies sucked this year, or at least this summer. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Maybe we're just getting too it's old, been a guys. Bummer. Summer's not for us anymore. It's I, been I a think, bummer. I think you guys are just uh, cant- cantankerous old. Men and women. I had a great summer. Well, not all of us can be homeowners, Laura. (laughs) That was actually the worst part of my summer was the process of becoming (laughs) a homeowner. But you're all set now. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. I have no more problems. I'm good. Mm -hmm. It's all downhill. Yeah. At least I do agree with you. The Harry Potter stuff definitely helps, like, shape the summer. Uh, but maybe you just got to find a convention or something to look forward to. Embrace your inner nerd. Start going to, don't go to San Diego Comic-Con, but go to Baltimore Comic-Con. I don't know. One of these smaller Comic-Cons. Or like, have an annual trip to go see Laura every summer. 
Maybe go see Matt. L.A. Summer man. Yeah. La La Land. Yeah. Elisa, next summer we should go to Dragon Con. That's okay. here in Atlanta. Actually, what's uh, what's Dragon Con? It's a it's like the largest fantasy convention ever. Cool. Yeah, that's actually that would be a good one because that like rivals San Diego Comic Con mm-hmm. in terms of size. Hey Andrew, do you remember that time that Mohas got invited to Dragon Con? Yeah, <laughs> and what happened? I forget. Honestly. Uh, well, I went to like scout it out. Um, and it was like one of the early on meetings, and like we weren't completely sold on going at this point, and um, had a couple of Uh-oh. weird interactions. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait you're telling me weirdos run nerd conventions no but this this wasn't like just it this wasn't good weird this was like weird social was a guy being creepy no it wasn't like someone bowed to me which i thought it made me uncomfortable yeah that's what i was thinking like these people probably like take this seriously like this is their life no, but that said, I don't want to trash Dragon Con because it's a really incredible convention. I have a number of friends who go, and I was really jealous looking at their pictures this year. I was like, fuck, I should have gone. But, you know, mm-hmm. Elisa yeah. came to visit me that weekend. So, well, we all I'd have be to down make to go, but we, we'd all have to make costumes. We cannot uh, go as yeah, ourselves. Yeah, no, you're a fucking loser if you go to Dragon Con without a costume. <laughs> yeah, this is a cool thing. Only the cool Kaylee, who's listening live, says she drove 17 hours to get to the beach this mm-hmm. summer. See? All right. I guess I've just been spoiled by my coastal living all these years. Um, what was everybody's song of the summer? We, we love, there's, everybody loves the old debate, or at least I do, about the song of the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, for me... Was- was there a song of the summer though, like generally speaking? I uh Yeah, the yes, Despacito. Oh, Despacito. that's true. Oh. And that became the best the most popular most streamed song ever. Seriously, in the history of streaming. That that jumped to number 1. It was crazy. But in my opinion, I really grew to love DJ Cali, we the best music this summer. And I really like off his new album, Grateful, I'm the One. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's catchy. It's got a good summer vibe. For me, it was between, in between. We the best music. He always says that in the songs. We the best music. Like, it, yeah, like yeah, his yeah, IV. Uh, I'm the one, yeah. For me, it was in between one, this one Wild Thoughts. With Rihanna, which is But if you look at his album, I still need to listen to this whole thing. I mean, he has people featuring, like prominent names featuring on every song. Uh, how about you, Matt? Hmm. What was your song in the summer? Uh, well, I was listening to uh, Bruno Mars's That's What I Like a Lot this, this summer. Um, but... I mean, I, that that was last. Like his album was here last year too, but I, I just love it. Girl found in Manhattan, baby girl, what's happening? I just want like yeah. It's just I don't know. It just kind of feels like like kind of grind, like bump and grinding, and <laughs> I don't know. I you know what? When Bruno Mars sings, he I, I think he's sexy when he when he dances and sings, or when he performs in general. 
I think he's a sexy Let's little see. Filipino man. Or Hawaiian. What is he? Wow, Matt. <laughs> Why does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. I was pretty confident I knew, but now I'm second guessing. <laughs> he, to me, is like a, a modern Michael Jackson. No, I seriously think he is probably the the best male singer that's around right now. At least in our generation. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think he has the most range. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Can somebody please find out? <laughs> they're what? not even... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing, but they're not even close. Filipino... <laughs> Hawaiian, <laughs> nowhere near similar. He's Hawaii. Okay, he was he was born in Hawaii. <laughs> Sorry, it's like the whole Russian, you know, Salvadoran, like whatever. Uh, Elisa, what was your song of the summer? Um, um, the I would say probably the Led Zeppelin discography, particularly. <laughs> Um, All right, do we have eight hours? I'm going to start playing from, now. Have you moved from that discography at all? Uh, no, I started playing it when I was 12, and I've not turned it off. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly into physical graffiti, in through the outdoor. Uh, but no, in seriousness, I think probably for me, the only song this is, this is so hipster like lame of me to say but the only song that was like popular popular this summer that i actually listened to regularly was humble by kendrick lamar i fucking love that shit it's just Mm. catchy it's just catchy the whole album or the song itself no no no. just just the song i don't really know much i don't really know much else by him Yeah, and like, you know, I put on Spotify, I check out whatever the kids are listening to. And Roll down the windows. Yeah, you know. Just like most bounce time, your head to oncoming cars. I got you. Most of the time I can't, I, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm hearing. And <laughs> and I, I gen- you know, this is really sad. I genuinely make a concerted effort these days to listen to whatever's, you know, topping the charts. Because otherwise I'll never hear it and I'll never care. And I did that, you know, halfway through the summer at some point. I listened through, like, the top ten songs that were trending in, on Spotify at the moment. And of the top ten, this was the only one that I actually liked. Everything else was mm. trash. <laughs> Including yeah. Despacito, by the way. Yeah, yeah. that's Laura's favorite no, song. No, that song is garbage. Summer. No, it is not. Yes, it the is. The original one is better. The original right, one. Laura? The original one's okay. To be honest with you, the oh. only version of that song that I heard that I liked was a metal cover. That shit was cool. Despacito! That's not metal at all. I, I apologize. <laughs> um, so what was your song of the summer then, Lara? Uh, so I uh, didn't see that we were doing this until like five minutes ago. Okay. So, Good show prep. Uh, yeah, Sorry. Um, so I don't, I didn't actually have time to think about what song I listened to most this summer from new music, but song I've been listening to a lot is a song that my boyfriend really, really likes. And he especially likes it when I sing it. Um, Mm -hmm. it just brings him such a joy. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you sing it for and us then? So we, no, no, no. Is he in the room? No, he's not. That's it's just something oh. between me and him. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't show oh, you guys. Vomit. Um, but the song is "Fresh and Clean" by Outkast. <laughs> I think it's called "So Fresh, So Clean." Whatever. Hey, look, I'm just telling you what I see on Spotify. I mean, here's how it goes. Just so fresh and clean, I mean, so. After I visited Laura the other weekend, for days after I got back home, this song was stuck in my head. Really? I have, yeah, I have, mm-hmm. I have to say. It, by the way, her boyfriend does not enjoy it. She's fucking lying through her teeth. <laughs> Mark does not enjoy it. No, he loves it. Don't listen to no, her. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he gives her this exasperated look. Like no, oh, <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I hope one day we get to hear Laura doing the song for us on the show. Maybe, Maybe in another Landy and Stan. I'll have to ask uh, permission. It's a very special part of our relationship, permission. and I just permission. I, I just I just don't know that he'd be comfortable with me sharing such a special part of our relationship with everyone. Giving permission. I don't know how I feel well. about you being in a relationship where you need permission. Laura. Yeah, that's, yeah, well, that's a good point. I don't. <laughs> I don't think uh, that doesn't end well usually. No, the relationship <laughs> ends. The relationship ends. To be clear, but like, you know, Laura gave me permission. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the episode. Laura gave me permission. <laughs> hey, I have some good news. What? I think I have surprise bitch working now. No. What? I'm a little more confident than I think. I, I know I'm going to be really mad working. at you if you don't. All right, we're going to try calling Kristen and Joel. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> You I hope she pretends like she can't hear us. Uh-oh, maybe they're going Hello? through it. Oh, hey, Kristen. Can you hear us? Yes. Hello. Well, I hear you so far. Great. Can you hear yes. me? That's all. Yay! All right. Oh, my God. Well, surprise, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we figured out so how to make proud. phone calls. Sorry, we have a new Thank setup. Yeah, Thank so, you for calling back. Absolutely. So you said you're... Um, so We're going to pretend like that never happened. We're probably going to edit out the earlier part, I think. No. Uh, no? Everything's no. going up. No. Okay. Life's safe. Yep. <laughs> okay. So uh, you do you and your husband work together? You said you're driving with your husband, Joel? Um, We don't, but our works are close to each other. Okay. Oh, okay. Do you guys fight over who gets to play music in the car? Um, no, because we usually pick an audiobook or a podcast to listen to while we drive. Aww. Oh, well, well, well. Have it's you heard of the song So Fresh, So Clean by Outkast? Clean. <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> oh, no, I think the that. laugh means she has. Um, okay. Well, um, what, 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 you, you live in San Diego, right? So, um, do you yes. ever go to Comic Con? Actually, we were just talking about pop culture conventions, or do you steer clear of town when when Comic Con's around? Yeah, actually, we're not originally from San Diego, but when we moved here, we were able to get in as volunteers. And this last 
able to buy tickets for the first time. It's pretty fun. What did you Sweet. Did you wait in line like overnight uh, for anything? Like Matt and I waited overnight for Twilight several years ago. Um, no, I waited for Doctor Who once from like five a.m. But um, now that we have a toddler, that's kind of out of that's not an option. How old's your kid? He is um, almost two months. Aw, that's exciting. What's his name? His name is Lewis. Oh, I love that name. That is a cute name. Thank you. You don't hear that name very much around anymore. No, no bring it's back kind Lewis. Mm hmm. Um, so. uh, you know, um, we were just celebrating Matt's birthday earlier. It was on 9 um, 11. 9 11. Uh, That's right. Yeah, where were you when Matt turned 16? <laughs> um, I was in my college dorm, and I had just woken up and was getting for one of my science classes and turned on the news, and my mom called me, and she was like, you need to turn on the news. So um, I was in my dorm who found out about it and got everybody else up, and, you know, we were all shocked and didn't know what to do, and nobody yeah. went to class. Yeah, Matt turning 16. It was it was a major tragedy for this entire country. <laughs> we know. will never forget. <laughs> My family's still reeling so from it. What'd you say? Everybody was afraid to go on the road because then you could drive. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Although I didn't drive till I was 18. Oh, my. Uh, we, we were just talking about the song yeah. in the summer. Did you have a particular song in the summer? Slash, maybe your boyfriend or husband. Mm, oh, did you have a song this summer? Yeah, a song that you liked this summer. No, we're pretty um, lame. <laughs> what was your <laughs> audiobook of the summer? <laughs> what happened by Hillary Clinton? <laughs> What's the podcast of the um, summer? We have been listening to um, a series uh, called The Natural History of Dragons. There's uh, five books now. And they're really fun. It's kind of like, uh, there's not really magic in the world, but there are dragons. And it follows a lady scientist who's breaking into the field and is like the first female to do it. So it's pretty cool. That is so cool. Go girls! Yeah. yeah. Breaking barriers. As a scientist, yeah. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're super smart, aren't you? I actually... When you guys came to Dallas, I was doing grad school in Dallas. When you came on your imprint tour to Dallas, I saw you guys and told you that I see you while I was cutting up mouse frames. I think I kind of scared you. Wait, you told us that you were what? I listened to you guys you were... while I cut mouse frames. Oh, oh my God. I think I do remember I that. I think I remember this, actually. <laughs> Holy shit. Hi. So, Hi. <laughs> I'm back. I'm cutting dude. up dragons this time. <laughs> no, dude, that definitely didn't freak me out. I remember thinking it was hysterical. I was like, all right, sure. Cool. Yeah, why not? Can I it's stay for it? It's very boring. It takes like an hour to cut up one mouse brain. So you're like, if you've got like 40 mice in your study, it's a long time. All right. No joke. I did for the longest time. I did not know what you were saying. And I thought you were saying mouse brains, but I thought that's so ridiculous. That's not what she said. But I was too embarrassed to ask again. But you were actually cutting up mouse brains. 
Yeah. Yes, I was slicing them cryostat. When I was in middle school, uh, we cut up a frog for like a science class. I still remember how it smelled and just using a very sharp knife to cut it perfectly. You have to cut Mm -hmm. certain areas, peel it open, pull certain things out. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, good for you. Good for you. Um, well, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. And thanks for being a longtime listener. That's awesome. Yeah, I've enjoyed uh, growing up alongside of y'all. Oh, that's Aww, sweet. Thank that's you. That's so Aww. sweet. And you sound w- very well put together. So Yeah, that wasn't by our doing. That, yeah, you definitely You diverged at some point. So good for you. Well. Good for you. Well, <laughs> you got out. Thank you guys for calling back. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Sorry for the problems earlier. I've got it on lock now. <laughs> I, I'm sure it sounded very interesting. I'm uh, talking at the same time as everyone else. So. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Thanks again. <laughs> Bye. 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 Uh, that's what I've been trying to do. Separate myself from you three so I can spread my wings and fly away. I can't believe we waited all night for a Twilight thing. At, at at a convention. There was nothing wrong with that at the time. We also didn't. We actually w- uh, went back to our hotel room and had people take our place. Yeah, and do you remember that one year? I think it was the Breaking Dawn Part 1 or Part 2 panel where somebody camping out overnight ran out in front of a car and died. What? Died? Yeah, they were struck yeah. by a car and killed at Comic-Con hours before the panel. It's crazy. I think she was like a Twilight mom or something. Yeah. God, that's so sad. Fuck. Anyway. Um, let's move into an email now. This is from one of our listeners who responded to our discussion on natural disasters and helping people in need. Laura, do you want to read it? Sure. Uh, this is from Karen. And Karen says, hi, all. First, let me say that I'm a big fan of your show, particularly how you try to be inclusive when talking about different topics. I appreciate the way that you all try to look outside your realm of experience to see other points of view and understand other people's struggles as best you can. I did, however, notice a group of people missing from your discussion about evacuation a couple of episodes back. People with disabilities are often left out of the discussion, not just on this show, but in general. My partner and I are both blind and thus obviously don't drive. Generally, this isn't a huge issue, particularly in an area that has good public transportation and services like Uber and Lyft, but in a disaster, those services are unlikely to be available. Even if they are, the rates are probably going to be sky high. Since something like 75% of blind people in the U.S. are unemployed or underemployed, paying for an Uber to evacuate your home is probably out of reach for most blind Americans. Additionally, lots of the evacuation information posted online is inaccessible to blind people using screen reading technology. When things are posted to Facebook or Twitter as pictures rather than text that can be highlighted, screen reading software doesn't know how to handle it. Facebook brags about its artificial intelligence and the ability to caption photos, but usually what that says is something like, picture may contain text. Consequently, blind people don't have access to important information like phone numbers or directions to carpooling meetup points that people are posting on Facebook. 
For example, today I saw something posted for LGBT individuals experiencing discrimination while trying to evacuate Florida. However, because I couldn't read it, even if I knew of blind friends in Florida who identify as LGBT, I couldn't pass the information along to them. Blindness is the only disability I can speak to on a personal level. However, some other things I have seen mentioned are vehicle access for people in wheelchairs or access to portable equipment for people using oxygen and other life-saving equipment. I realize this message is a little late, but I think this topic is going to be relevant for a while considering the three major storms we currently have active, and I think it isn't a topic that many people think about. I'm certainly not trying to speak for all people with disabilities or even all blind people. So um, they, Karen goes on to um, just ask if we can try and sort of amplify this kind of point of view on the show moving forward. And I think this is super important. Um, I know that I personally did not think about people with disabilities when we were having that discussion. Um, mm-hmm. And when we got this email, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a reason why it is so difficult to evacuate an entire state or an entire city mm-hmm. because there's so many people with unique needs that need to be accounted for on an individual level. Um, yeah, and I mean, there was a story today in the news about this nursing home in Florida. I think eight people in in the hospital's care have now died because the hospital lost power and there was no air conditioning. It was like 110 Mm. degrees in there. Wow. So, yeah. Um, And I'm sure there's going to be an interesting legal battle there because I was reading that in Florida, there are supposedly tough guidelines having backup generators at all hospitals so that type of thing doesn't happen. Um, But apparently they don't enforce it very... and enforce those rules very strongly. They don't check in and impose strong enough fees so this is probably an example of why that happens. Um little mm. sidebar there, but Yeah, that you gotta account for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well thanks for that, Karen. Yeah. Moving on to some news now, I wanted to briefly 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 mention that Apple has unveiled a couple of new iPhones. We're not gonna get into it here. Laura and I did on Landy installment one. Um I don't think any of us are very impressed by the price or nope. features. Stupid. <laughs> to put it, put it in a nutshell. Okay. Um, I, so, so there's an iPhone 8 and an iPhone X, right? The iPhone yes. 10. The X is pronounced like 10. <laughs> no. I am so confused about this. Why is it the iPhone 8, but we're using an X? No, it's a separate one. That's a separate it's a ten. Phone. We're skipping nine. Yeah. Wait, what? Yep. Yeah, you heard me. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Hold on. So there's an iPhone eight and an iPhone ten. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's the difference between the two? A thousand dollars. Go to the website and look. There's. I mean, the big thing is the screen. The iPhone ten has this all new screen. It's a new design and glass. And Stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's really it dumb. really is. Yeah, you guys say it now. I I I, I am saying it now. Yeah, I I'm not spending a thousand dollars on a phone. It's I'm just definitely not, not fucking either. happening. Yeah, it just seems like there's more surface area to get cracked. Mm. 
Uh, oh, and then, of course, Face ID is the other big thing. But, yeah, we, uh, Lauren and I spoke about it extensively on Landy. Let's talk about something important to all of us, Equifax. Elisa, what, what happened here? Can you explain this to us with Equifax? I mean, I can try, certainly. I mean, so so Equifax is one of, like, the three major um, suppliers of, like, credit reports. So they obviously have everyone's information, their most sensitive information from social security numbers to addresses, um, credit card histories, etc. And apparently they had a massive data breach. And what was it? It was like a hundred and some million Americans information uh, was, was leaked. Basically um, they have a website now where you can go to, uh, plug in your name and your social security number, and they'll tell you whether or not you were affected by this data breach. They're also letting you sign up for like um, identity theft protection and what have you. But you know, and which is which is great. They they sort of have to do that now, but still, the damage is done. And the fact that so many people have their most vulnerable, precious, important information out there is really scary because identity theft is is terrifying if you ever hear stories from from people to whom this has happened um you will probably never want to open a credit card again because it's like their lives are destroyed um they have no credit they have no money they're forced oftentimes they're forced to pay for things they didn't even buy and we're talking the tens of thousands of dollars um it's it can get really really ugly so it's it's a scary development and I encourage everyone to actually go to Equifax's website. Uh, their homepage has, you know, the link to where you can to where you can see if you were affected by this, and sign up for the identity theft protection. They're offering no, it for free. Don't, huh? Don't. <laughs> Why? Because in order to sign up for their free identity theft protection, you have to agree to the terms, which say that you cannot participate in a class action lawsuit against them. <laughs> They, oh, I heard fuck. that they, I heard that they yeah. waived that though. I heard that they were confronted about that and they got rid of that term. Okay. Mm, I don't trust it. Well, so I, um, <laughs> so it's 143 million Americans who were affected um, by this, and the website is EquifaxSecurity2017.com. You put in now. Th- this is going to make people feel uneasy given what just happened, but you got to do it. To see if you are one of the people who were part of this breach, you got to put in your last di- name and the last six digits of your social security number. So I did this and it said, you might have been a part of it, meaning I was a part of it. They were just trying to be nice about it. Um, and then they give you a date to return to their website to um, enroll in this trusted ID premier protection program. Um, and it gives you social security number monitoring, monitoring three bureau credit file monitoring, an Equifax credit report, a credit report lock, and one million in identity theft insurance. So actually today was my enrollment day and I did it. It's actually a very easy process. And I'm going to disagree with Laura here and say, do all this. Go to EquifaxSecurity2017.com. See if you're the one of people affected and follow the instructions if you are i think you should see if you're one of the people affected but i mean they've already proven that their faulty ass servers can't protect the information they have 
But nothing's safe online. Everything's open. We're all fucked. I do agree with Laura from that perspective because I was just telling you guys earlier that I'm nervous about, or I was nervous about putting my information in there. Like, I don't trust them at this point. Yeah. Clearly, like, like, so, so wait, you're telling me that the information that you have, which is everything, um, has been leaked because you're shitty. And now you want me to give you or to verify that information again on what is potentially a new server that you also haven't secured. Like, I don't... What? What am I missing in this equation? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. I mean, but to some extent, you kind of have to suck it up and, and at least check to see if you are effective because you just won't know otherwise. And if you don't know, you're not going to be prepared for... Um, for for securing your shit. I mean, really, the best thing you can do if you if you're not comfortable signing up for their protection plan is just to keep checking your credit reports, um, to see if there's been any changes and make sure that those changes are actually accurate. Um, because the second that that anyone opens up a credit card or anything like that, it'll show you. It will tell you. Yeah, um, it's also worth noting that if you apply for a loan or uh, anything that requires a, a check of your credit and you get declined for that thing, um, the organization that declines you based on your credit report is actually legally required to provide you with the copy of your credit mm-hmm. report that they saw. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. And um, I don't know who said this earlier, but um, Equifax isn't actually... Uh, taking away the arbitration clause for the class action lawsuit waiver. So um, they they have announced that they're not going to apply that to the waiver that you sign or that you agree to. Cool. This is different. So what so that means you can still be a part of a class action. Yeah, it just does not apply to this cybersecurity incident is what they call so it. So good news, everybody. We're going to so get in on a class action and get $5. But wait, you can't sue them based on this incident? <laughs> no, you can't. Okay. I mean, yeah. They're saying that before, uh, the waiver did mention that if you agree to this, you also are waiving well, your okay. right to, gotcha, gotcha. to do a class action lawsuit. Let's move on to some other news. J.J. P- Abrams has replaced Colin Trevorrow as director of Star Wars 9. So he was the director. J.J. was the director of The Force Awakens. He will also be writing it with Chris Terrio, who wrote Justice League and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Oof. We talked about Chris Child's Jack Thorne uh, uh, doing some rewrites as of a few weeks ago. He was not mentioned in the new release, so it sounds like it's just J.J. and Chris writing Star Wars 9 now. How do we feel about the Force Awakens director slash Star Trek director coming back to direct another Star Wars. I mean, I'm excited for it because I think J.J. Abrams is a good director. I sometimes question his involvement in writing scripts because some of the, sometimes he tend, he, he's, he leans heavy on cliches and, and tropes, <clears throat> but I think he's a really good director. I think he's, he's totally fit for this. And I, I mean, and, and what he's done for Star Wars so far has been phenomenal. I think he hit the tone of it perfectly. Um, again, the story of 
Ray's story leaves something to be desired. It really does feel like a rehashing of the original trilogy, but the direction was incredible. The production was perfect. So I think it's good news. Still early too. I, we'll see where Ray yeah. goes. And I, I also think the reason why he, he nailed the tone so well was because it was very much just like episode four, a new hope. Um, yeah, which, agree? well, which got a lot of criticism because it's like, oh, are they going in circles? Um, yeah, or are they just, uh, doing the same thing but with different people in a different right. plot? I know some people were disappointed in J.J. Abrams coming back because they wanted to see a new face work on this finale. And this episode nine will be the end of a trilogy. And some people were hoping, gasp, a female director maybe could have come in and done it. It's been that's, all male directors. That's too much. No, we're and, not there yet. And you also think, <laughs> and you also think that, also remember that Ray is apparently the lead character, so may have been nice. JJ just seems like a safe choice. I mean, yeah, but Lucasfilm. if it's if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, this is yeah, not. I mean, that's right. This is for me when I when I really love and connect with a series. Uh, I don't want to take a fucking gamble. Like, this is important to me. I'm not going to hand it over to someone who's never done, an, like, a sci-fi epic before. And, right. like, why would I want to do that? I understand. Like, I, I, if you want to cut your teeth somewhere, Star Wars is not the place to do it. Like, yeah, go to but fucking it's, it's Sundance. Becoming, I don't want you coming this is becoming, though, to like my a town thing with and taking it. What are you saying, Matt? I'm saying this uh, This recently has become a, a very common thing with uh, movie studios, is hiring directors who have done uh, like lower-budget movies that make so much fucking money that they hire on to do these big blockbuster movies because they can hire them for less money. Like Colin Trevorrow um, did one movie, uh, I forget what it was, but it had um, Audrey Plaza in it, and it made... I mean, it had amazing reviews. It was this little film. And so they decided to put him into the seat for directing Jurassic World. And then that made more money than God. And so now they're like, okay, you know what? Let's do it. Let's give him Star Wars. But yeah, that's I think what's really making me nervous, like Star Wars 9 has is, is been nothing but giving me anxiety because they have just been having so many problems with it. Uh, the, uh, the death of Carrie Fisher, uh, really, uh, messed up the plot for this movie because they kind of, uh, wanted each movie to center on the original trio. So the first one had, uh, Harrison Ford's character and then Mark Hamill, uh, will be for episode eight. There'll be, uh, that's the episode of, that's Luke's episode movie. And then, uh, Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia was going to be the one to finish off. This was going to be like her story. In episode yeah, nine. and we, and we do know that she does have a prominent role in the Last Jedi, so it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. Although they have assured people that she will have a cohesive story, they're not going to like awkwardly write her out. That's what they say. We'll see what it ends up being. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, so overall, just kind of mixed new, mixed reaction to J.J. Abrams. But uh, but Elisa, I think you're right. It, Star Wars is too important to fuck up. One mm-hmm. wrong move, and they could they could be screwed for years and years to come. They would have to rebuild this, this iconic brand that is very fra- fragile because there are, there's so many 
theme park and the merchandising and all that. It's important. And I think when you and when we talk about something major happening, like the death of Carrie Fisher, that's all the more reason to get a seasoned expert in there to me, because now you have somebody who is is trusted is a is a known entity. And with all these other X factors, it's really helpful to have a known entity and some stability coming to the story. So I don't know. I'm, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I wouldn't have cared very much or minded very much if they went with it in a different direction, but ultimately I see why they chose someone known and mm-hmm. I'm glad. Well, for do you it. feel more, do you feel more comfortable now with the Han Solo movie now that uh, Ron Howard is going to direct it? Oh yeah. He's, he's very much a seasoned. Director. Yes. Ron Howard is a, Baller! I can't wait to see what he does to that. Let's move on. Another. This is a interesting story. Seattle Mayor Ed Murray has resigned after the fifth abuse accusation. Uh, this fifth one came from his cousin, who said that he had abused him in the 1970s. Um, Murray. Ed Murray, uh, before this fifth accusation came out, he decided he wasn't going to run for re-election because of all these accusations. But now with the fifth one, he's just leaving his post early because he he still denies all these accusations. He says, they're not true, but they've become a distraction, as these people usually say. Uh, But, you know, it's kind of like the Bill Cosby thing. If so many people are coming forward, it's probably true. I mean, why else is your cousin going to come forward (laughs) Say, say he abused you. I mean, come on, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, you're not going to make that up. At least for Seattle. Um, but yeah, I thought that was it, it's it's amazing to <clears throat> me how these secrets uh, lie in hiding for a variety of reasons, um, valid reasons, and then they all sort of come out at once. It kind of snowballs. I don't, it's, it's kind of incredible to me that someone could make it that far in life and to, to become an, an an elected official and, and manage to keep all these skeletons in their closet. I just blows my mind. Yeah. Good point. Makes me think I'm going to get away with those murders from uh, 2011. Yeah. Anyway, what's our Uh, final news story for the week? So, our last news story is about the chocolate company Mars. Now, this is the company behind the brands like M&M's, Skittles, mm. Twix. So, really, some pretty big shit. Mm-hmm. Mars mm-hmm. has just pledged $1 billion to fight climate change. That's, that's a billion with a B. Their new plan is called Sustainability in a Generation, and... The goal of it is to reduce the company's carbon footprint by 60% by the year 2050. And I want to read a quick quote from the company because I think it's, it's apropos to recent political times. They said, we've been increasingly worried about overall progress on big issues, whether that's climate change or solving poverty. There are obviously commitments the world is leaning into, but frankly, we don't think that we're getting there fast enough. We're trying to go all in here. And then they end by saying, we believe in the scientific view of climate science and the need for collective action. Maybe it's just me. I thought that was some shade thrown at the Trump administration. (laughs) Yeah. 
we believe in the scientific view of climate science. <laughs> it's like as though there's any other fucking view. Yeah, um, right. And I, I, I appreciated that little quip. And it's worth noting that, that Mars works with almost one million farmers globally. So what, what they do here could have a real impact since agriculture is one of the number one sources of greenhouse gases and carbon emissions. Um, so this is a pretty, this is a pretty big deal. It's a pretty cool thing. And I, I think they just deserve some kudos. Yeah. And especially the fact that they have not, they did not use the word extreme weather. They use climate. Isn't that what his administration said? That we need, that they, we need oh, to yeah. call what it extreme change? weather now or something? New... Some... Yeah, I think that was it, wasn't it? Some, something, yeah, I think it's something stupid like that. I think it's a kind of hilarious though that, that Earth is doing such a shitty job of keeping itself clean that Mars is now helping it. <laughs> 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 oh God! Thanks, He's Dad. Here all week. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't Dude. really eat candy anymore. But if I did, I'd be glad that my money wasting that I'm wasting is uh, going to good use, helping. I think this is significant because it reminds me of how critical it is to hold private businesses accountable. For large, so, for large scale social issues like climate change. I think that sometimes, oftentimes, we give businesses and companies a free pass with the idea that they're only beholden to their shareholders and their job is to make money and profit and yada, yada. But, but that really undermines the, the role that they play globally in things like climate change and, I want to note one important example that this reminded me of. The Montreal Protocol is largely considered to be like the single most important, best, and most effective international environmental agreement ever. It was signed in 1987, and it basically regulates um, gases and chemicals that eat into our ozone layer. Because for about a decade, scientists were looking at our ozone and they were realizing, oh, fuck, there's this giant fucking hole in it and it's getting worse. They realized that these particular gases and aerosols were causing it and they took action to stop it. And that's what most people know about the Montreal Protocol. But what is often left out of the history of that agreement is how and why it started. And it started with the company Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson got up one day and on their own accord, just like Mars is doing now with climate change, they said, we are not going to produce any products with these chemicals in them. The government didn't make them do that. There was no protest. There was no, um, you know, uh, petition. They just decided to be responsible social citizens and to do it on their own. And that created a, a domino effect. After Johnson & Johnson, a bunch of other companies um, got on board because they felt like now they had to compete. If they didn't do that as well, if they didn't stop producing uh, products with these chemicals in them, then Johnson & Johnson was going to get all of the positive PR. And they couldn't let that happen. 
Uh, yeah. Plus, by Johnson & Johnson making the first move, it proved that a company could still be profitable and make a shitload of money and grow while also getting rid of these chemicals, which was something that other businesses didn't think was possible. They were like, oh, God, well, phasing out these chemicals is so expensive, it would just destroy our business model. Johnson Johnson proved that wasn't the case. And so it was really them and other businesses that followed them that that got the movement started and, and created the momentum for the Montreal Protocol to be signed internationally. So without businesses, without, without private enterprises jumping on board freely of their own volition just because they wanted to be good fucking people, we probably have a giant hole in our ozone right now and would be even more fucked than we currently are. And so I see things like this, like Mars stepping up to the plate for climate change, and it really gives me hope. It really inspires me to to keep trying and to keep holding other businesses and companies accountable. And I think that that's what we need to do moving forward. I think we need to look at other companies and, and say, hey, look what Mars has done. Look what they're doing. If they can do it and still make money and be profitable, then you can too. And we need to hold them to that standard. Yes. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of the, uh, you know, uh, the soda companies. It's like, if you can't beat them, join them. You see people shifting to drinking healthier products. Don't stick with the status quo. Move over to what the people want. I mean, it's, it's different, health versus the environment, but equally important. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of AP choices now. Lisa, thanks for enlightening us there. You spoke with passion, and it was hard to separate Mars the Planet from Mars the Candy Company, but... Mm. I was talking about space the whole time. Oh, you were? Shit. Matt's joke wasn't a joke at all. No, I was wondering why you were laughing. This this is from SP. (laughs) Did Laura ever finish reading Hamilton? Did she enjoy it and recommend it? Anyone read any good books lately? So that that book is a tome. No, I have not completely finished reading it yet, but I have enjoyed what I've read so far. I'm about three quarters of the way through, and I'm taking a break to work on Hillary Clinton's book. I'm reading a gay book called Honesty by Seth King, and I too took a break to read Hillary's book. (laughs) I'm liking it so far. Yeah, me too. It's funny. It's dark. (laughs) Seriously, it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good book to read for anyone who wants to feel inspired after losing something, whether it's an election, whether it's a relationship, a, a a a a job just it's a good book about coping with loss in a variety of forms any other books anybody's reading right now nope matt doesn't read elisa how about you Mm -mm. no i'm not i've been lamenting the fact that i haven't really been reading much but i think hillary clinton might be changing that for me I, i i really i really feel compelled to read um, her book, What Happened. I never thought I'd be that person that's like, a tell-all? Oh my god, sign me up. <laughs> but um, this just, I don't know, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Well, she's like she's like J.K. Rowling was for so many children. She is making you fall in love with reading again. Hilary. That's true. I mean, if there's a silver lining from 
you know, the collapse of our democracy. Let it be that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We know you love playing video games. This next question is from Jared, and I'm going to direct it to you, Elisa. Have any of you gotten Destiny 2? If so, what's your initial thoughts and opinions? I haven't gotten Destiny 2, but that's because I didn't play Destiny 1. And the reason I didn't play uh, Destiny, the first Destiny, is because I heard that the story was just so lackluster. For anyone who doesn't know, Destiny is like the latest iteration from the same people who made Halo. Halo, of course, being, like, groundbreaking shit. I fucking love that series. But um, but Destiny was just, like, the plot is really lacking. Apparently, it completely unravels, particularly towards the end. None of it really makes sense. And that just, knowing that, going into a game kind of killed it for me, so I never played it. But I heard mm. Destiny 2 is really, really good. Like, really good. So maybe I'll have to suck it up. I have it on good authority that you don't actually need to have played Destiny 1 in order to play Destiny 2. Yeah, maybe I'll just do that. I, mm-hmm. that that's, it's hard for me to skip past things like that, but yeah. but like, just mentally it's it's a hurdle for me to accept that I'm not going to like start from the beginning of something, but this might be worthwhile. I've heard that too, Laura. Mm-hmm. It's got an 85 on Metacritic, which is pretty good. I don't. I am. Um, I'm a Nintendo boy through and through, so I don't have this. But I do want to play. Uh, I'm gonna Skyrim. Yeah, That's coming I'm. Out I'm, I'm excited for for Skyrim. And uh, I didn't think I would ever play something like that, but I fell in love with Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which is an open world game. And Skyrim is an open world game, even more detailed and and I think bigger than Breath of the Wild. So. Uh, now that I'm into this open world stuff, I think I'm going to play this. And also, Super Mario Odyssey comes out at the end of October, and that just looks fantastic. So, very excited for that. That I will be playing a lot. Yeah. We have one more AP choice. This is from Danny. What are some Tinder-like apps for gays? Also, do you have any tips on starting a conversation with people at the bars, clubs? Well, I am the worst at starting a conversation with people at the bars clubs uh i i cannot do it we remember when i was in atlanta and laura and mark left me for dead at the gay bar i was all alone at a bar single and what do i do i leave (laughs) i can honestly say that no conversation that I struck up with a rando in a bar ended in a good place. <laughs> Other so, than you're bad for a night. You know, it's things happen, but I'm just saying, like, maybe just don't. It's not worth it. Nothing substantial comes of it. I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. What are some some apps, though, Andrew? Apps are, well, I mean, I use Tinder, and I'm gay. <laughs> so What? Did did Danny? Did you swipe through everybody in your in your hundred mile radius? Are are you done there? I have heard of other apps. Called, there's one called Scruff, um, which is like, I guess, reserved for guys with facial hair or something. <laughs> Tinder gay. I'm searching the app store to see what comes up. I know there's Grindr. a Tinder. <laughs> there's one called Surge. There's one that's more career-based which maybe i should try it's kind of got more of a focus you you learn more about what people are doing with their lives as opposed to like 
just something as shallow as their looks. I'm kind of burnt out on Twinder- Tinder. I, I think I mentioned on a previous episode that I am now signed up for Tinder Gold, <laughs> which shows you who likes you. You can see that before you swipe on them. And uh, I'm not seeing anybody hot swiping on me, so I'm feeling like a piece of shit. And I don't know. I'm not really feeling like talking. I'm just over it. I'm going to let whatever happen happen naturally. Remember Patrick here in Chicago? Yeah, how did that go? Oh, we're friends. He's great. We hang out a lot, actually. Um, But he's letting things happen naturally. That's me. Naturally. I'm totally not swiping through Tinder right now. I'm waiting for things to happen in the real world. <laughs> well, Danny, good luck. I mean, starting conversation with people at the bars, clubs, just try to find something, a common interest, I guess. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Oh, not much. You? Oh, do you like the song? Yeah, me too. Hey, what's your favorite movie? I don't know. Do people do that anymore? Uh, did people ever do that? Oh, yeah, I think so. If I'm drunk enough, I can strike up a conversation with somebody. Maybe hit it off. Maybe. Well, actually, Patrick and I were at a great Chicago bar a couple weeks ago, Sidetrack, and there was this really hot guy who sat down next to us. And I got close to saying something to him. And then he left before I had the chance. Oh, darn it. But he was sitting there for a while. I was wondering if like he was into one of us. But maybe we'll run into each other again. I'll have to check the Craigslist misconnections page. Yeah. Do you really check that? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> I don't know mm. who these people are that use that. I mean, what are the chances that you and the person you missed are both checking Craigslist misconnections? <laughs> oh, I love reading it, though. It's it's so fun. It's so fun to read. Like, there was, the, they're like, hi, I don't know if this works. I'm going to try it out, but... You and I were at the Texaco uh, pumping gas. You were on lane two, and you and I were glanced at each other really quick. I don't know if I don't know if you feel this way, but I felt that we had a connection. I felt this vibe. Anyways, you were wearing a red Make American Great Again hat. I was pumping diesel. Yeah, respond with what you were wearing, what color shirt you had, so I know it's you. Respond <laughs> what your gas total came to. I went and checked it before I left, so I knew we could match. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, thanks, everybody, who supports us over on Patreon.com slash Millennial. Those questions for were from our Facebook official level members who uh, have access to that AP choice post. A um, couple times a month we do that. We have a bunch of Patreon benefits. Please check them out over on patreon.com slash millennial. Uh, in After Dark today, we're going to be talking about millennials. Have you heard what? of these guys before? <gasps> what the fuck? Without the hashtag? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about a couple of things. This was inspired by a recent story. The majority of millennial- millennials are no longer watching TV live. So we wanted to talk about, A, what millennials are killing these days like what 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 have we ruined or being accused of ruining at least yeah and then elisa had a good question how are we four millennials different from other millennials like how do we not fit the standard prototype of what a millennial is like laura owns her own place that's fucking weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Success? What is that? I don't know. So we'll, we'll talk about that in today's installment. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm taking a breath. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm all of your misconnections. I'm Andrew. <laughs> I'm Lisa. I'm Laura. And I'm Matt. See you next time. Stay fresh. Stay clean. Have a good night. <laughs> this one goes out to Mark. This one's for you, babe. It's our song. Daddy. I think I figured out what Laura does. She sings this in the shower and yells it so Mark uh, can hear her. Yeah, she that- sings it as soon as she gets out of the shower. <laughs> That's legit. I did it. That's, That's funny. That's a hundred percent true. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I could see why that would get on his nerves. Matt, did you say yeah at the end of the show when we when he's playing the music? Did you just scream, "Daddy"? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's it's not supposed to. Yeah. It's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. No worries. That reminds me, Matt. Oh, do you was there was some like tweet someone made? I can't remember who it was. And then someone replied to it and just said, "Fuck me, Daddy." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was in a response to a politician, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was some politician like during like one of like the presidential debates and it was a very serious fucking tweet about like I don't know national security so I was like fuck me daddy <laughs> fuck ya uh, <laughs> Laura keep that all in uh.